Hey, Adam, I, 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 I don't have a joke this week. You don't? Well, what are we doing then? I, I don't know. I don't know. We could, we could talk about me teaching Harper what the word naysayer means. Yeah, I think that's a, it's a good lesson to stand up to those who don't believe in you. Yeah. That's what I eat my snacks. Yeah. Go ahead and play the music. <laughs> oh, wait, what? No. <laughs> Let's start the show rolling. Brothers, but not by birth. Family, but not by DNA. Dave and Adam are two of a kind. And they want to borrow some of your day to talk into your ear holes about midi chlorians and roller coasters. Those two things are unrelated, but so are they. They're unrelated at birth, like most people who aren't related. Unrelated at birth, but they're brothers in a brotherly way. It's time for the phenomenal brother and the golden voice of the South. They're brothers from different mothers, but they're both really proud to be unrelated at birth. And welcome back into a great, exciting, and wonderful Unrelated at Birth. As always, you've got the one, the only, the golden voice of the South, the human jukebox, Dave Adams. Coming to you live and in living color. All the way from the top of the state of Alabama. That's right in Madison, Alabama, in the Unrelated at Birth podcast studios. And as always, I have brought along my friend from Lakeland, the one, the only, the phenomenal <laughs> brother, Adam Joseph Russell. Your only friend there, too, by the way. Is Although if, if you hung around long enough, I'm sure you'd be like the mayor or something. I mean, I, I, that's kind of how, I, how yeah. I roll. I brought snacks, too. I'm good you to go. I am sitting down for the first time since sideline warning because I took the standing desk out of my office and gave myself a little bit of a break. So where is the standing desk now? It is upstairs. Excuse me while I chew. Audio Veritas, right? It is upstairs in the loft or soon to be yes. upstairs in the loft. Um, Emma got a sewing machine for Christmas. Nice. And so that's where it's going to go. We're going to use it for that and puzzles because it hit me. If I stand for work all day, all I want to do is sit. But what if I wanted to stand and put a puzzle together in the loft? But why would you want to do that? For fun. <laughs> it's for fun. The type of puzzles you do and standing just don't mm. seem fun to me. My, I've got two that I have to work on after the white one. <laughs> it's literally all white pieces that are all shaped pretty much the same. Um, I'll probably take a break from that one every now and then. I've got a Mickey Mouse magazine Christmas one that Blair yeah. and the kids got me for Christmas. And then I picked up on Monday at the magic kingdom during my 20 year service celebration. The, we'll talk um, about that later. the four portraits, the four portraits, I was going to say posters, the four portraits from the haunted mansion. And each is a 500 piece puzzle. Oh, that's cool. And it's and the then, full then, portrait, like fully stretched portrait. Right. So if they're each a 500 piece puzzle, do they have something connecting them to, to make them a, see, that would be cool if they did. Well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to frame them. Okay. And there will be okay. four portraits. So there you go. Eh, okay. That's, that's nice. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. I guess. I mean, it, it's, it's cool. Yeah. I, I have, so we've done a couple of the, um, the Thomas Kincaid Disney puzzles, like oh, yeah. a thousand piece Thomas Kincaid Disney puzzles. 
and I've got the Rapunzel one framed in Ellie's room. It just, to me, it loses a little bit of luster to frame a puzzle. It's not exactly the same. It loses the the puster the puster the, L- the puzzle luster. loses luster. It, it doesn't it doesn't really make it a true picture. Like if you frame a puzzle, it's just not really a, a true picture to me. Because I, I still focus on the little bitty lines where the puzzle pieces go together and and all that fun jazz. What? <laughs> How is that fun, Dave? <laughs> That's a different kind of fun. I know. I know. But, I the, mean, but see, the thing your is, your definition you did of fun that, though, and my definition of fun are two totally different things. See, sometimes, Thomas so. Kincaid, he's not alive no more. So he, he not didn't even no paint more. that picture. Picture, he didn't even paint it anyway. No, but his so if you hang artist, it, that puzzle though, does. you put that puzzle together. You took the time out of your day. It's the same reason I can't get rid of most of my books is I have to show people I read these. If you look at this bookshelf, you can find out what my what I'm interested in. I mean, look at all the books I've read. <clears throat> I look. I know what's you behind laugh. you, and it's not a bookshelf. You laugh, you laugh, but I do read a lot of books. It might not be the way that you read books, but I read a lot of books. In fact, I'm reading a very good one right now. What is it? Not while we're not while we're doing the podcast. But <laughs> right this moment. Have you ever heard of the Disney series Twisted Tales? Yes, I have. So I am reading, listening, to the one about Tiana. It's called Almost There. Oh. Really cool. It's a year after, set a year after the book ends, or the movie ends. Okay. And uh, she makes a deal with Facilier, and Facilier and all these weird things happen it's just just pretty cool to me so had she she had not opened tiana's foods at this point she has not opened tiana's foods in fact <laughs> it's not she doesn't open tiana's foods it's called it's called j and j's supper place oh so the real storyline that if we assume that all of this is canon is tiana wanted a restaurant by the end of the movie she had a restaurant something then happened over the course of that year it's not canon. So I don't think that the Twisted Tale <laughs> no, books are canon. Humor me. Okay. Of, of all people, you love a good... The- what what that noise? A, a good what if and a good theory, right? So I do. she had a restaurant at the end of the movie. What happened to that restaurant? Does it address that in the book? No, it does not. So something happened. Then she tries J&J's Supper Place. And for some Supper reason, Club. on a side... She's also got Tiana's Foods. So I think you could run oh. J&J Supper Place and Tiana's Foods at the same time because that's like a neighborhood co-op, right? So Right. So so here's here's what I, I think I might have misspoke. It's not right after the movie. It's she has just become human again, and Naveen is still a frog. Okay, so got it. The whole idea behind Twisted Tales is it's the what if they had done the opposite of what they did. She actually made a deal with Facilier. Well, okay. but it's after, after... So they spent their week in the bayou. Spent their week in the bayou. Yes, as, as frogs, went yeah. and saw Mama Odie, oh, all yeah. that stuff. Oh, yeah. Now they're back. She's in the graveyard. You know, the graveyard scene there at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's human, but Naveen is a frog. And she leaves Naveen as a frog and says, I'll take the deal. 
I don't know. That's you because you're just listening book? to it. Oh, you no, mean, you mean you're not going to spoil it for me? I'm not going to spoil <laughs> it. I know. <laughs> I know what happened, but I'm not going to tell you. Fine. It's a good book. I, I bet I've it actually is. Read, I've read probably four or five of these Twisted Tales books. Uh, I, I wasn't a fan of the Anna and Elsa one. Uh, it's what if they're sisters, but they never, never knew it. And they were adopted by different families. Yeah. It's kind of weird. I'd have, I'd have preferred. What if Anna was the one that had the powers? That would be really cool with her. Like, I'm going to make ice sculptures for everybody. You know, she's yeah. a goofy. Um, the best one I've read to date is the, uh, Aladdin one. I it's can't show if, you the world. No, it, it's what if Jafar was, uh, stayed a genie. Ooh. Uh, another good one is um, the uh, Little Mermaid one. It's what happens if uh, Eric marries Vanessa. Ooh. That's some Maury Povich-level drama there, man. Well, no, because um, Ariel's down to the sea. Triton is still that little prawn. And so mm. Vanessa... Uh, Ursula has the trident and so Ariel's it, voice, so Ariel can, still can't talk, right? So, interesting, it's, it's still pretty, yeah, it's hmm. all pretty cool. It sounds like a job for Aquaman. I can't remember how that one ends, but it, it, it you know, the good guys always win. Oh, at of the course, end of these, of course, but they're all great books. I, I'd, I'd recommend reading them if and they're easy reads. I, I mean, they're, well, they're probably, probably young adult fiction, right? Yeah, they are. Yeah. I mean. Not gonna lie. There's no shame in that. You're, you're um, a fan. Speaking of, and we're already off on a tangent. Here we go. We hadn't even started yet. <laughs> that was just the intro. Um, I watched a TikTok the other day. No, what about, you did? I know, not. right? And I'm shocked I didn't send this one. <laughs> I was going to say you late. watched a TikTok you didn't send to me. How dare you? Wait, Sorry. I have one for that. I have one for that. How dare you? There you go. Ooh, that's a new one. See, I have a whole. You just wait. Just you wait, Indy Just Higgins. you wait. Just you wait. <laughs> um, anyway, but it was interviewing the guy that read all the Harry Potter books for Audible. Mm. And talks about how he came up with the voices of oh, that's cool. Dumbledore, Hermione. And he said he would read it and go, voice one, Dumbledore. He's supposed to be blah, 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 blah. <clears throat> yep. And make, make the voice in a recorder. And every time he would do the voice in the first book, he'd have to go back and listen to his his new voice. So, it, to me, that seems like it would take umpteen hours to oh, do yeah. your recording. Yeah. And multiple but, takes, because you don't get it right every time either. Oh, of course not. Can you imagine? You know, audio book narrator, all the takes and the time. and Oh, my gosh. I, I would love wow. to do that. I just, I'm not a good voice actor. I, I might have a decent voice, but I'm not an actor. I can't, I can't do many different inflections and voices. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, I could probably read the Bible. There you go. You should go out to LibriVox. Have you ever gone out to LibriVox? I, I, I've heard of Fiverr. Is it the same kind of thing? LibriVox is volunteer only. I've read a few chapters of this here and there. Um, I did one of the Bible, um, but you actually just read a chapter. It's a, basically a message form and somebody posts that, Hey, there's this book out in the public space that's copyrights have expired and we want to put it into audio form and send the file out to whoever wants it. Right. 
and you sign up for a chapter and you read it and you have to put the file in a certain format and you submit it and they piece everybody's together to make an audio book, but it's all volunteer. Oh, that's cool. So, 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 so stuff in the public forum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like steamboat Willie. Yes. <laughs> How'd you know what I was going to Although there are do? no words in that, so there's nothing to read. A mouse drives a boat down words. the river. There are words. There are words. Doesn't he say hot dog? Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to sign up for chapter one of Steamboat Willie. <clears throat> hot dog. Hot dog. <laughs> Have you ever seen the show Toast of London? Oh, you no, got, but if it's anything like what you watched <sighs> other stuff before. It, it's one of the guys is from, is this, Matt, Matt Berry is from IT Crowd. And most of the show, I have to fast forward through because it's inappropriate. And yes, I do that. Um, but oh, he's a voiceover it. actor. He's an actor who does voiceover work on the side because his whole career is supposed to be ending and stuff. And some of the stuff in the booth is the funniest stuff. Like they're like, all right, um, his name, they're like, you've got the, the script in front of you. It's like, yes, I have it here. All right, we just need you to read those lines and then you're done. And it says voiceover, nay. And he's like, nay, do you mean like a horse? And they're like, yeah, just nay, like a horse. And he's like, nay. And they're like, try it again. And it's just all these different inflections on something dumb like that. It's hilarious. But nay. it's British humor, so you can imagine. Right, right, right. Yeah. Oh, speaking of voice actor and, and podcasts like we have, yeah. guess what I get to do in two weeks on Friday? Two Fridays from now. Two Fridays from now. You get it's to be. My off, it's my off Friday. Next off Friday after this Friday. To go to a preview of something. No, but, well, oh. sort of. Westminster, my old high school, yeah. has started a podcast class. They've asked me to come be a guest and help these kids podcast. <laughs> and they said, hey, Dave. Do you happen to want to be on our podcast? It's like, it's like, come on. Are you going to ask me this? You're like, what? Yeah. what? What? Me? Really? Did you expect me to say no? I mean, come on. <laughs> I got one more. You were like, okay, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, when is this tomorrow? No, Dave, it's in, it's in, it's in a couple of weeks. Oh, man. Gives me time well, to prepare. Well, it, it does, and you know how I am with preparing. I'm not great at it. No, but. I think it's going to be what they'll be like. Uh, can you help me, Mr. Adams? Because they'll call you that right because you're an old guy. Mr. Adams, how do you edit a podcast? Crap. Uh, how do you run a soundboard? I'm well, I know how to run a soundboard. No, you do. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I know how to edit a podcast because I edit Top of the World. Do you really? I, do. I did not know that. Yes. Well, he's off I doing speaking the- engagements. You're just editing podcasts. Well, no. Do you know where Terry Terry Weaver is tonight? He's at the Sphere, doing what? Watching YouTube. Watching YouTube. That's a ridiculous thing to do in the Sphere. Yes, YouTube. <laughs> That's such a waste of that technology. He's watching. Although that would be pretty cool. Could you imagine how ridiculous? Watching, when they drop the watermelon uh, off of the Swedish right. dam. Yeah, man. Or watching unrelated at birth. Oh, man, our two in big the heads. Sphere. That would be awesome. That that theme music would hit, and people would be like, "I actually know this song." Yeah, the but not YouTube, my What's that? If, unlike you two, if you only know a couple of their songs, I mean, yeah, come on, that's true. I mean, seriously, still haven't found what I'm fighting for. Looking for. Well, okay, still haven't found what I'm looking for. Elevation, probably. Vertigo. Um, Vertigo. That's With or without you. All- Okay. Beautiful day. 
where the streets have no name, stuck in a moment and you can't get out of it? Okay. Well, Magnificent. Well, the sweetest thing. Okay. See? Maybe I do, <laughs> maybe I do know a little bit more. You Here, here's my favorite. Here's my favorite, favorite. Um, hang on. Favorite U2 song. And this is why I would go see them. It's magnificent. And so this is what it said. I was born. I was born to sing for you. I didn't have a choice but to lift you up and sing whatever song you wanted me to. I give you back my voice from the womb. My first cry. It was a joyful noise. That's some Psalm 119 stuff. Right? So, yeah. Don't hate on them too much. (laughs) I'm not a huge YouTube fan. I just, I don't, you know, everybody's so, all right. Full disclosure here. Sure. I love Super Bowl halftime shows. In fact, uh, oh man, we're not going to be able to have a Super time, a Super Bowl show. Why? Because our off week is the Super Bowl. That's called a special edition. Okay. So you saying we can record a show next week? Sure. All right. Sure. We'll go live next week. Talk about the Super Bowl. There, sure. there you go. Look at Adam. Look at Adam. I'm sitting down. So- and I got snacks. I'm good to go, man. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen Adam <laughs> Russell this relaxed. Uh, <laughs> um, got my HTO. Anyway, full disclosure, you know, everybody loved the U2 2001 halftime show because sure. it was the, the post 9-11. The only part of that show I liked was when they scrolled the names Yeah, because it was a cool American moment. Yep. U2's not even American. They're Irish. Not American. They're not even American. So if, if we wanted to do a true American halftime show, that should have been like the boss or, you know, how, but why did that go to you too? Let's be for real. The true American halftime show was Brittany. Oh, heck yeah. Insane. The one before the, the one, one yeah. before that. Yeah. That was that. We'll they talk. had already, they got true American checked off of that one. That was yeah. us we'll, in that time period. So yeah. we'll, we'll talk about that. And, uh, next week when we have our our best and of super bowl i can i just say i i put bruce springsteen in the same box as the beatles what yes a hundred percent a hundred percent about seager oh seager man oh yeah i like bob seager but bruce springsteen i put in the beat here's the thing everybody always plays born in the usa he, when that they was, do fourth of july song. fireworks it is not a patriotic song Right, it's a protest song. <laughs> Everybody's like, "You're born in the." Well, it's okay. like, listen to the lyrics, people. He is but if we're dogging do that, all of us out. So is "Sweet Home Alabama." But what was that protesting? Do we really want to say what that was protesting? That's why it's. I mean, that's that's an okay thing to protest. I would think it would be right. No, it was protesting. It was protesting the integration of the state. It was protesting the opposite. No, it was not. I will right, we'll argue that later. Anyways, we'll, we'll, get, we'll save that for a topic. Let's save, the, let's save some protest song topics. That, that actually oh, could be pretty interesting. Dude, Skinner was wanting to keep it very Southern. Yeah. Come on, dude. Their flag is the Confederate. Like, they have the Confederate flag behind them when they, they sing. They, they were. I thought, I thought all you guys out there said that that doesn't mean anything. Look, and it said, and the governor's true. I thought all you guys out there said that didn't mean anything. It doesn't, but it does for them. It says it was the seventies, after all. Right. The words of of Sweet Home Alabama is and the governor's true. That's Governor Wallace who made the courthouse stand or the 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 school door stand. 
at Foster Auditorium. So Sweet Home Alabama is wanting to keep the schools se- segregated. Mm, okay, we'll we'll save that. Okay, we'll 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 put that right here. All right. Anyway, we're twenty minutes because actually, we haven't even talked about what. <laughs> so here, here here's the thing. We're, we're let's let's round this out. Okay. What, what what is the lyric that you're talking about? In Birmingham, they love the, they gov- love the no. governor. And then what? In Birmingham, they love the governor. I, okay, I've now I've lost boo, my train of thought. Boo, you... boo. They're no, no, booing no, no. the it's governor. Boo, hoo, hoo. No, it's boo, boo, boo. They're booing the governor. Okay. Neil Young came out and said a bunch of stuff. They replied with back with, we're not all who you think we... Anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about Southern man don't day. need him around anyhow. He's talking about Neil Young. Or, oh, I know that part. Yeah. Which is funny because you know Neil Young was buried in a Leonard Skinner t-shirt. <laughs> Ultimate like that was, part, that was part of his request. Uh, should I save the, the thing that I found for our topic or do you want me to just go ahead and say it now and we'll go talk ahead. about it right go here. Um, Van Zant was later quoted as saying, we thought Neil was shooting all the ducks in order to kill one or two. We're Southern rebels, but more than that, we know the difference between right and wrong. And in fact, the booze imply that the band disagreed with Wallace's politics. Okay. That's from the old VZ himself. So. Well, well, wait, wait, wait. Which Van Zant was that from? Johnny or Ronnie? Uh, John, it, was, it was Billy, actually. Um, no. Ronnie's the original lead singer. Was, Johnny is the one now. It was. Ronnie. Okay. Okay. So, so I, I will consider go. that a real. I will consider that a real quote now. That was a nice little. See, we we touched a topic that probably should, but we handled it well. No, no we skirted it. This we ain't our well. first race. And, and we say, state of Alabama, we still love that song. That's right. I mean, because you agree with that. You tell all the states, other states are naysayers, and you let them know. Right. Exactly. We let a naysayer know. That's right. <laughs> oh, okay. I've got- I've got to tell this story. Oh, Adam no, just, no, no, Adam no, just, no. No, you brought Dave, it in there. All right. Dave. For those that haven't watched College Game Day on January 1st, Reese Davis was doing this whole story on Alabama's lank. In his very professional manner, too. Oh, Reese, he, he sat there and said, Jalen Milrow came up with this let a naysayer know. And Pat McAfee, I love, by the way. In his very I, Pat McAfee way. It's all, it's all yeah, that, fits with him both. He, he he jumps back and says, "Oh, naysayer! That's what that N stood for." And so all these Alabama fans are now going with this naysayer instead of some other words. I was joking with Amanda this weekend, and I was I said, "Okay, you're being a naysayer here. Stop being a naysayer," and, and just stupid things like that. And Harper, little Harper in the back seat. Daddy, what does naysayer mean? Y'all, I have never seen Amanda cry and laugh so hard. But that's that's why context is king. Right. Context, <laughs> context is, king. is king. Because, yes, I mean, you know, Pat McAfee used to be in the league, right? So, I mean, he, he, knows, he knows the whole that. deal. 
But I, I, I honestly, I, I don't really agree with what I said. I know. Earlier, you and I had a whole conversation about that. Mm-hmm. I appreciate the marketing campaign, and I, and I know that the university wouldn't put their A on anything that wasn't on the up and up. But that would be really stupid, right? Right. But yeah, that that whole thing, um, that game day thing, was just it was awesome. And not not nearly as awesome as McAfee at the SEC championship, though. That was the single greatest oh, game day moment that of all time. The best. That was the best. So, okay, this will get us into our WWE talk here in a minute. Wow. How, how, okay, let's see how you get this going. Go ahead. Oh, no. So, this weekend, Pat McAfee came back to WWE, and he's now the lead play-by-play guy, one of the play-by-play guys in WWE? WWE Raw. He's always been in WWE, but he took time off for ESPN. So, with ESPN having the McAfee show, and there was the uh, controversy with ESPN and the Pat McAfee show and Aaron Rodgers. Yep. Um, it sounds like, and a lot of college game day purists didn't like Pat McAfee on college game day. How bad? And I, I have to, I have to do this, Adam. I'm sorry. It's part of your company, but oh, we no. have, I have to, let me test the button. Did, okay, good. We're ready. How bad did ESPN fumble this? Because you've got, for for the past three or four years, college game day was irrelevant. It was people didn't really want to watch like watching college game day. It's a tradition thing now. It's a habit. It's a tradition thing now. But this year, Pat McAfee breathed so much life into college game day. It made naysayers want to watch college game day because what is Pat McAfee going to do this week? If you're ESPN, all you have to do is give Lee Corso one more year and say, Lee, this is your swan song. This is this is your sunset year. We're going to let you do one more year. You're getting old as is. People are already saying seeing that you are probably not the coach anymore. You, you've had a couple of strokes. It's time to hang up the head, the uh, the the college mascot heads, yeah. buddy. And then you let Corso have one more year, have McAfee on the desk, and then Pat McAfee is your Lee Corso. It's genius because ESPN, you have Pat McAfee, who I'd say 99% of college fans love him, but you have your very vocal 1% who don't like him yeah. because he speaks his mind. Yeah. And ESPN hates when people speak their minds. Well, I think the problem, it's a double-edged sword because having Aaron Rodgers on is always a little bit of a crapshoot, right? In right. terms of like going off the reservation with stuff. Everybody knows that. But I think that you know you've got a five-year umpteen million dollar deal with a major media corporation having somebody come on and start talking vaccines. You have to you have to be a little bit smarter than that. I get look, even when he was a punter, I I never really knew Pat McAfee before this. I don't watch a lot of NFL, I don't watch a lot of wrestling, but going back and watching some of his punting highlights, oh, for a punter, man, he had the attitude, dude. Like the right. swagger. And he and, had a, that that little swagger oh, sure. he did when he, and, I mean and it's great. And I think that what he did at game day was, I think the whole, so you think you can be a kicker kind of segment they had where he kept upping the tuition he would pay if somebody yeah. made it just was one of those things that game day used to do. And game day settled into this kind of 
week in, week out script where they would be feature of the game, little bit of talk, sad story Tom commercial. Tom Lenardi's sad, yeah, sad story. story commercial. And, they, and then they've lost the, Tom Lenardi of, now. Yeah. Well, yeah. But a couple of cool stories, another little emotional thing, and then we're going to pick stuff. He, him saying stuff whenever he wants and all that kind of stuff and bringing that podcast kind of mentality to the show. If you're going to move ESPN over to a streaming platform, which Iger's talked about doing publicly for a while now, if you're trying to set that off as its own little item, potentially, that's exactly what you're going to have to do. Because once you right. step out of being bundled with cable, you've got to compete against YouTube and everybody else. And if you don't have somebody like that, what's your product going to be like, right? I mean, you might as well just go and hire. Honestly, whoever has Mr. Beast talking sports is going to get more eyes than a Dave Portnoy. It's uh, Dave you know, Portnoy. Barstool, right? More people watch Dave Portnoy eat, eating pizza <laughs> than right. watch most sports content that's on cable TV, right? Whether it's Fox Sports, Bally, or anybody else, right? So I, I think that he is great. I'm glad that he got a chance to come back. I hope that whole thing doesn't end up being anything bad, but he's got to be. You've got to come with a little bit of a business mentality and but not let that, that happen. Edge. Yeah, he's it, got but you can edge have the and edge. That's what people love about You him. can have the edge and not lose your contract at the same time, though. You don't have to sell out one way or the other, right? And I get it. He stands up. He leans over to the mic. He wears his black sleeveless shirt, and he's got this whole show and this whole thing. But you're not Joe Rogan, dude. You signed on with ESPN. Joe Rogan's can say whatever he wants to because he is independent, right? Look, you're not independent. If the, if the man can get Nicholas J. Saban out of his shell and actually come on a weekly show, the man's got some skills. Oh, he does. There's no I'm doubt going, about it. I'm but you still Mac signed a contract with a ma- major media corporation. <laughs> oh, that was your applause? Yeah, yeah, because he does. He, does, he <laughs> yeah. talks in the microphone, and then he'll go. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, come on. And what I like about him best, and, and most actually, is what you saw on College Game Day is what you see when he does WWE. Yeah. So you can you imagine that over the top? He gets up on a desk and bounces up and down when entrance music comes on. It's just to me, he would make any sports story or any sports show must-see TV. Now, Amanda Terry, you know, Turbo's wife, anytime he comes on, she hates him because she said, he just reminds me of a male chauvinist. He's not, but, you know, black wife beater, he shows off. I mean, I get it. That's, he he plays the part, but he's a family man. He, 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 talks about his wife all the time so what are you looking up i'm just looking up the definition i don't think that he patronizes disparages or denigrates females in the belief that they are inferior no but he he probably gives off that look i'd rather I, honestly i'd rather have that look than watch them <laughs> milk another year or two out of corso poor guy Love him to death. He made game day. The the headgear pick is what everybody sticks around for. It's the exclamation point at the end of the sentence. And we, when they came, when UCLA played in Tuscaloosa, I got a chance to to meet the three of them on the quad. Super nice, signed an autograph. Really nice guys. Back when it was um, who was the other guy? It was Herb Street, Corso, and Fowler. Right. And you know they they knew what they knew they who they were there for. And I think at the end of the day, Pat McAfee knows who he's there for and who he's competing against. 
And we, you and I, watch ESPN all the time, watch yeah. other sports broadcasts all the time. But we just want to consume the stuff. I don't want to hear people's long-winded opinions all day long about stuff. And like, see, the, I, I, dis, I, I disagree. I, that's something that I like to listen to. I like sports talk. I like hearing. I don't have a problem sports. with some of it, but I want to consume something else. I want to hear another side to the story. And I think Pat being in the league, and I think some of what he talks with Saban and stuff, it brings another element to the old tired Nick Saban process, process, blah, blah, blah. He yeah. brings a complete other side to a Nick Saban interview that no one yeah. else has the guts to pursue because they're intimidated by him. He doesn't care. No, he doesn't. You know, I don't. I don't want to sit here and watch Greeny talk about and Stephen A. holler at each other. And I know they're on the same show, but I don't want to like around the horn. I'm all about that. A different way of showing it. A cool little you know game they play or whatever like that. That kind of stuff. Pardon the interruption. I used to love that kind of thing. Right. It had its own gimmicks and stuff. But I just, I, it's like the Food Network and all these channels have gone to nothing but competitions all the time, and you don't learn anything about cooking anymore. Right. I feel like sports has gone the way of you don't learn anything about the game or what it's like to be these players or what they're doing. You know, you don't even really know the scores of anything anymore unless you watch ESPN News. You know, right, it's hard right. to catch up. But, no, I, I think he, I, I, I enjoy him on game day, 110%. I hope it lasts yeah. a long time. He, need, he needs to be the heir apparent to Lee Corso. Oh, sure. Hands well, down. you have There's... to have somebody who's the polar opposite of, um, of um, Reese Davis. Right. I love and, Reese, Alabama alum. More power to the guy. He is even Fowler wasn't as straight laced as Reese Davis is. Well, you Reece have Davis to have someone true, on the opposite side, you know. Yeah, Reese Davis is a true reporter. Yeah, like he is sit at a desk and talk. And that that I'm example not, you gave of that whole naysayer thing is exa- I mean, he was going through the story, reading from the prompter, sharing the facts, and Pat McAfee just throws a stick of dynamite in the middle of the conversation. Right. Blows the whole and it segment blows up. up. I mean, it's hilarious. Yeah. It was oh, great. Man. It's pure Pat McAfee. Yeah, and it's not even I what mean, it was about more than it was just the entertainment value. Right, yeah. exactly. So I bring Pat McAfee up just because we we're, we got to talk some WWE stuff. Yep. So here's my thing. <clears throat> Vince McMahon, we uh, knew he was a sleazebag. Right? I mean, you watch WWE in the 90s. You even watched some WWE in the 90s. And, and they they were not the most family-friendly thing. Um, They had scantily clad women. They had a kiss my... They had a guy crack beers. Where's your finger and... on the button? Oh. A kiss my <laughs> club. Yeah. yeah. They had a guy cracking um, beers and flipping off the crowd. Well, cracking beers is not bad, but the flipping off the crowd, the there are kids um, in the audience, man. Nah, it was called the the yeah okay yeah never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, never mind. I was about to say something. And I was about to make it okay. Anyway, <sighs> but the allegations that have come out in the last two years have been pretty damning. And and I can say that because it's not a true cuss. That's not a cuss word. It, it's you know it's a an a- adjective. <laughs> it's an adjective. Um, <laughs> but they they have been, but none have gone to the extreme of what we heard this last week. 
Um, and I'm just going to read the Variety article article here. It's not very long. Oh, that's a re- reputable source. Well, it, it kind of is when it comes to this stuff. Sure, yeah. Um, a former employee of WWE sued founder Vince McMahon, alleging he abused and coitously exploited her when he was CEO of the wrestling entertainment company, and that McMahon allegedly trafficked her to other men as a pawn to secure talent details or talent deals with prospective wrestlers the company was re- recruiting. The former WWE employee, we're not going to say her name, filed a lawsuit in U.S. District Court uh, for the District of Connecticut naming McMahon, WWE, and former head of talent relations John Laronitis as defendants. The lawsuit alleges McMahon, Laronitis, and WWE trafficked the tra- violated the Trafficking, Trafficking Victims Prevention Act mm. and includes claim of civil battery and intentional infliction of emotional distress in relation to years-long... You had your finger on the button? Yeah. And emotional abuse... The lady said she endured as an employee of the WWE. The lawsuit seeks unspecified monetary damages as well as declaratory judgment that a non-disclosure agreement she signed while she was an employee is void and unenforceable. I mean, obviously now it is. Right. Um, Reps for McMahon did not not, uh, reply. So... This goes on to kind of talk about what happened. Um, this lady was given a job by Vince McMahon uh, on the legal team. Some of the things that um, she was instructed to do um, are not, not for a family-friendly podcast. Or for a workplace, either. Or a workplace, either. Uh, <laughs> she was given this job by... A basically as a favor is what she says. Um, all of her her coworkers were saying how busy they were, how just stressed they were when she had nothing on her plate. Um, she was told to go see John Laurinaitis at breakfast. Feels like something and, you get when you work out too much. Oh, yeah. Man, my elbow hurts. I got Laurinaitis. Yeah, well, sorry, not to make light of this. Go ahead. I know. Um, and and B, breakfast, if you know okay. what I mean. I don't, but go ahead. Please continue before you explain it. <laughs> Please. Um, she was told to take pictures of herself doing things and sending them to a the, – the, the story doesn't tell who this former – or who this uh, – potential employee for WWE wrestler was, but said former UFC champion hmm. Barack Lesnar wow. um, told to take video of her doing things and send them to Brock as part of uh, the deal to get Brock to re-sign with WWE. So again, real quick, not again, not to make light of this, but when you say his name, don't stretch out the Barack and then make a pause because I thought you were going to say Obama for real. I'm glad you prefaced oh. that with like a champion thing. Well, uh, that's that's so when I say wrestling fans will know that's how. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. How yeah, Heyman says his name. Uh, but uh, the kicker to me is you know yes the we the allegations. The well, no, we have the allegations are bad. But to me, the bad part is 
using her as it's sex trafficking. It truly, one hundred percent. Told it, you. Sorry, it's trafficking. For uh, hold up, I have to look at my thesaurus here. Pick a better for, one than the last one you picked. Uh, copulation. Oh okay, we get it. <laughs> um, for making whoopee, coupling. Um. <laughs> Let's get it on. <laughs> I'm going to hit every button and just see what sound it makes if you don't move on. Um, oh, no. He's going to do yeah, <laughs> um, uh, But, I mean, so there's, there's two ways to look at this. And, and let's play devil's oh, advocate no. here. No. No, we did so no. good with that other topic, and you're going to play the devil's advocate with this one. No, I'm 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 going to I'm going to talk for a second. Why is this a civil claim, a civil claim court? Why aren't we put bringing criminal charges against? Okay, it? all right. Is that the devil's advocate position? Well, why aren't we bringing cr- criminal charges against him? Because if it's not criminal charges, if if we were bringing criminal charges, I have. No qualms saying, yep, this lady was wronged. Go after him. Hang him by the gonads and take him out. <laughs> I'm kidding. So what what, what are it, they looking for in the civil suit? Undisclosed amounts of money. Hmm. I get it. This if you were if you were wronged. Oh yeah, I mean you have to go both routes. I would I would I agree with you. You go both routes. You punish him legally and then you right. punish him financially, but you have to go the legal route first so that it doesn't happen to anybody else. Right. So why aren't we going? It's a good question. I don't know. Now there I mean there was an NDA involved. Part okay. of the NDA was violated when he stopped paying the money. So the NDA the NDA was kind of cut and the reason McMahon sold WWE to TKO to UFC yeah. was to take it off of being a publicly traded company because there's some rumors that he paid this NDA with company funds. Oh, man. Right, when it was a publicly traded company. So can, can we stop? I'm trying to think of how to get this point across well. There are other public figures that have had unsavory dealings where they have made people sign NDAs for cash payouts. Right. Why are we relying on these idiots to run our businesses and our economy and our country? Can well, we so please, the thing with can the- we as, sorry, give me, a, I'm going to talk for a second now and I don't think I'll need the button, but can we please stop letting these people run our economy and our country and big business. Can we please just take control of something? Yeah. And I'm not for a January storming of the Capitol bull crap, but for Pete's sake, so the where are the decent Vince, people anymore? And why can't any of the decent people get any of these opportunities and make something of themselves more than just like we do today? Anyway, go ahead. Right. So the thing with Vince is his dad owned what was then the WWWF. Yeah. It was New York wrestling and Vince in the eighties when Vince's dad passed away, Vince was left the WWE, the WWF and he took 
he took all these territories because back in the 60s, 70s, 60s and 70s, wrestling was a true territory thing. You had Georgia wrestling in the South. You had Texas wrestling with uh, the movie. Um, it was the Iron Claw about the, uh, oh, now their name escapes me. My boys are going to yell at me for the, some reason. I don't know why they, they escaped me. The, all the brothers. Yeah, we right. talked about that movie. Right, we did. So you had Iron Claw. Uh, you you Iron had Claw. Well, that was the guy from Inspector Gadget, right? N- yeah, well, that was Gadget. Yes. Um, <laughs> you, you had all these Midwest wrestling. You had Pacific Northwest wrestling. McMahon was the first carny. I mean, let's let's be honest. Wrestling originated from the carnival, so sure. they're they're true all carnies. Yeah. I mean, kayfabe. You know, it's 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 carny speak. Sure. Um, so McMahon was the first to bring all these territories together to create a worldwide wrestling truly group. WW. Yeah. Right. And, and the reason that McMahon for years said the WWE WWF is Vince McMahon. And then the last probably 10 years, he lost touch with what wrestling the wrestling fan really wanted. Um, but wrestling would not be wrestling without Vince McMahon. I, I, I can't sugarcoat that. I, I, I can't not glorify what yeah. he's brought into the sports entertainment world that I actually like. But here's the problem. The dude over 16 years already knew about four people, four women. Mm-hmm. Over a 16-year span, he was paying $3 million. That seemed to be a standard number, right? $3 million a pop. And now there's a fifth one. And well, this was, was one that, of the ones from, this was one of the ones from two years ago. So it is one of the four. Yes, okay. this is one of the four. Over 16, and I guess this is my point. And I know that there are reasons, and I know NDAs, et cetera, et cetera. I would hope that if the NDA payments had continued, would we never have known about this? Probably. That's scary. So, but here's the other. Talk- here's, here's real quick. Let me let me close this out. What what I mean by what I said earlier is, if someone wrongs you in that kind of a way, don't sign a piece of paper. Shut right. the dude down. Right. And I know. Agree. It's easy. A lot of people out there are. It's it's easy for me to say that because I check the boxes of all the power structure, right? And in terms of gender and 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 race and all of that stuff. We have to do a better job of allowing the people who have been wronged to know that they can be supported and can stand right. up and not let this go so long. Amen. But also, not if she was on the legal team, I assume she had a legal background. I don't know that for a fact. But don't sign your life away. It's not worth the money for the fact that you have to know that someone else, if the first person this happened to would have stood up, the other three wouldn't have happened. It's not just about you, and, and I just pray that in our society we would understand that there needs to be a change where we don't continue to reward people. Because if that happened over a 16-year span, the, the one Vince McMahon thing that sticks in my mind is when he jumped in the ring and tore both his quads. Right. That happened after all of this, or during. So the dude was making things that stood out to people that ratcheted up his myth and his legend higher and higher while these women were suffering. Right. And we're all, it, it, it's like, we should not accept that. And I, I, and, and I don't want to go as far as saying that 
we should boycott the thing because he's not involved not anymore, his. but he built it. But it's if, not if his Hitler, anymore. If Hitler built a car, would you drive you mean, the car and say, well, he doesn't own it anymore. I have the bill of sale. You mean Volkswagen? Would you drive a car? <laughs> do, do you know friends that have a Volkswagen? I mean, it's it's the same thing. No, I don't. Volkswagen. <laughs> well, I but do. you know what Volkswagen I mean. Volkswagen is a Hitler company. It was but, a but German company like, made for the Nazis. Yeah. But we just have we have to do better as a society where these people don't feel like, and by these people I mean any victim of anything. I don't mean these specific four individuals, but so, anybody feels like they can stand up against this kind of stuff, whether it's the president or the president of a company or anybody. It's ridiculous. So let me let let me make this even worse. Twenty twenty was the year of the movement, right? You had the BLM. You, uh, I'm not beeping out BLM. I'm just getting ready for whatever's coming, just in case. Well, no, it was the in yeah, it was the summer of the riots and stuff like that. You right know? In, in wrestling, there was the Me Too movement, and is that when all and, that came out? Was during that? Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. There were several wrestlers who were called out for how they treated women mm. and canceled. There, there are wrestlers that were very prominent in in the 2020 era, Marty Scroll, Joey Ryan, to name two, who were known to take advantage of Shameful. unsuspecting younger wrestlers Shameful. coming up in the business, and they are they they don't have a name anymore. One of the one of them was cleared of everything, but because his name was up in that in that movement. He still has struggle, struggles getting back to where he was. Yeah. Vincent Kennedy McMahon had nothing that came out in that era. Nothing. But it, that's my point. And again, I know that the structure, the structure is such, well, there were NDAs in place. Right. And I know that the structure is such where it doesn't always provide this, but there should never you shouldn't have to have a movement to have people be honest about in ways they've about ways they've been wronged, especially if it's illegal and especially if it's significantly traumatic. Now, if you don't like your boss, well, you know, that kind right. of stuff. But if someone has been abused, we shouldn't have a, a movement and Alyssa Milano makes it okay. And now everybody feels like they can do it because what happened to all of that, you don't hear about nearly as much because people don't feel comfortable anymore. And we have to continue that conversation and just, Get the rats out of Denmark, man. Yep. It's a shame. Yeah. Can, I couldn't can, believe it. I saw he resigned. I thought, well, he was old, and he tried to grow that weird mustache, and I guess maybe he's oh. decided this isn't for him anymore because everybody's got that meme of him crying and doing the motion at his throat. Right. You know? I thought maybe he's decided he had nothing you're reading. It's like, wow. That's uh, – It's rough. I mean, you took your you, – and, and that's the, the, the big – and. Not the big thing. The big thing is obviously impacted the individuals. But the other side of this is he took something his dad built, built yeah. this huge mansion on top of it, and promptly set it on fire. Big and time. it'll burn down all the all the things down to the foundation his dad built. That that's the, yep. the shame of it. Speaking of, all right, can we can we can we talk for a second about something else? And now for something completely different. It kind of is. Please. I sent you a GoFundMe last week. You did. From a name. I donated we'll, we'll, to Is that okay? No, I hope not. <laughs> oh, my gosh. They've already reached their $11,000 goal. Oh, give me a break. 
Eleven thousand. <laughs> okay, you set, set some context here, Dave. Okay, this is the Birds Twelve U Travel Fund. Let me read you the. It's uh, a baseball team, right? Yeah, baseball is life, and our teammates are brothers. Baseball gives us purpose, and we are driven to be our very best. In bold letters, in order to compete. We must raise funds. The Birds 12U team is coached by two great coaches, and our team is diverse, hardworking, and really good. We've won many That's the most important part. <laughs> yeah. Diverse was the most important part in this, the way it's written. No, I, know, I know. That's the yeah. yeah. We've won many championship rings. Our coaches instill lessons, not just about baseball. They teach us leadership and life skills. They are good people. We are lucky to have them. I'm this is a I am reading a direct quote. This is how it's written. Mm. Leadership. We hope you will make a donation Mm. to keep our team competitive. Your donation will go to travel costs, uniforms, and dues for the families. We also might use your donation for pins or novelty items to make our tournament memorable and have experiences beyond the field. Thank you so much for your consideration. We won't let you down. The birds. They asked for ten thousand dollars. Three hundred and three hundred and forty-five donations have been given. Uh, this went up. It doesn't say the date it went. Oh, it created May nineteenth of twenty twenty-three. Wow, it's been out there that long. Yeah. Um. They have. $11,350 raised. Hmm. Um, the last donation was $10 10 hours ago. Um, the creator of this is one Alyssa Bogliari. Oh, Bogliari. Now, that name might not sound familiar to you until you Google it. Keep in mind, they're asking for you to give your hard-earned money Wait, before you reveal it, go back to the part where it says your donation. We hope you will make a donation to keep our team competitive. Yes. Your donation will go to travel costs, uniforms, and dues for the families. We also might make your donation, use your donation for pins or novelty items to make our tournament memorable. Yeah. Novelty items. Um, Alyssa Bogliari. So who is that? Like, does okay. she does, does her and her husband run a pizza chain or who who is that? Well, I have I'm no idea. Some, I'm gonna play something for you. Uh give me a minute while I'll search it. How to pronounce Bogliari. 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 Um since we, we aren't on And don't forget we have right? a question also, by the way. Oh, uh, I know, I know, I know. Okay. Just reminding you while uh, you were searching uh, uh, up the Google. What is this? This is this is where you might know the name. Okay, give it a second. What is this? What? There's more to life than what you're living. Take a chance. For you younger listeners, this is a theme song that was popular when Ab and I were kids. Very much so. A young, uh, a young Tony Danza mm. was the star of this show as the Great dad. Show. Great show. Great show called Who's the Boss? 
Is oh, is Danza Tony Danza like her? Is that Alyssa no. Bogliotti's? Is he so related? Tony Danza had a, a, a daughter oh. in this show. And that daughter was one Alyssa Milano. Hey, that's the same first name as the lady on the Who Fund. Oh, go find me. And, and <laughs> Alyssa Milano married a young man by the name of David Bugliari. Bugliari. So therefore. David Bugliari. David Bugliari's wife, Alyssa Milano, is asking for you to fund her child's 12U baseball trial. For $11,000. Yeah. She must have donated all her money to the little dogs and kittens. Or, or some, some other, some other. Where's my beep? I'm on a different. I don't know what you're going to say. You're scaring I, I, me. I stopped. I stopped. When you self-censor, anyway. I know it's really bad. Okay. Yeah. All right. So let's go ahead and, and get the, uh, the Adam's father. Virgil asked a question. Hi, guys. I got this week's uh, Virgil asked a question. Woohoo! The history of this company began in 1932 when Bowie. Ole Kirk yeah. Christensen, who owned a Danish carpentry workshop Don't Google it. that Don't at Google first it. only produced furniture, started making wooden toys Don't Google it. and you won't later have to. named the new toy company in 1934. Later, when injection molding was introduced to Denmark after World War II, Ole Kirk molding? bought an injection molding machine for the company to make toys in 1947. That same year, Kirk and his son obtained samples of plastic interlocking pieces, which inspired their next creation in 1949. The system continued to be modified with new molds and colors being added and removed over the decades. The company still continues into the 21st century as a popular and very profitable line of construction kits and related products and services. Despite its um, expansion, the company remains privately held. My question is, what is the name of this company? Have you ever stepped on one at midnight, <laughs> barefooted? <laughs> Have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight? Yes, I've <laughs> stepped on many Legos. Yeah. <laughs> Their very first toy, what was Lego's very first, very first toy? Do you know the answer to that, Dave? I do not. A wooden duck. A Why? wooden duck. And then it was, you know, the pull-along kind that has little wheels that roll and stuff. Yo-yos. And then during World War II, they made a wooden gun that was very popular as well. I read a whole book on them before he sent this question, but um, they actually had their main carpentry shop burned down twice. Once in 1942, and I think once in the 50s or 60s, they've lost their whole manufacturing capability twice. I'm like, okay. how much, where were you storing your varnish? <laughs> right. If it happens once, okay, you know, accidents happen, but twice. So I bet they're very happy they went into the plastics industry where yeah, there aren't that many for fires. Real. And you and I both have just recently put together a Lego set here in the last month. That's right. Not together. together but. No, but I put together the Up House, which yes. it was easy. Yeah. You know, I, I could have done it in a night or two, but 
I, I, Ellie and I kind of had a thing where I'll do one bag a night. Yeah. And uh, yours was a little harder. The Pac-Man machine. Yes. And then I also have the Indiana Jones um, El Dorado Temple set, too, with the idol and the ball and all of that. Kalima. No, that's Temple of Doom. <laughs> this is the one from the beginning of Raiders when he puts the sandbag okay. on the thing and all that kind of stuff. So speaking of yeah. 80s movies, we uh, the, the new Ghostbusters trailer came out yesterday. I've seen it. Adam has not. So what we're going to do... No, I'm saying no to you. Why? Because you wouldn't let me go live today. So everybody knows that. Let's do it together, record the video, and put that as the teaser this week. Okay, you ready? So No, we're going to do it after. Okay. As a separate thing. Okay, I'm good with that. Because I have to talk something that I'm very excited about. And, and we would talk too. about that, because I also want to talk one other thing that's not... Uh, that we didn't talk about as well. Oh, you, you have a topic that was not on the list? I do. We're not allowed to do that. Go ahead and talk yours. So, went to... I'll give a just brief summary. We're, we're getting close to time, I know. Um, yeah, I had my 20th service celebration at the Magic Kingdom on Monday. Hard to believe it's been 20 years, but it has. I've felt every one of them. That's Can what we I was post saying a picture? Do you have the picture of you uh, that you had found when you were like the first year at Disney and you sent it to me a couple of years ago and said, look, look at this. Oh, I'm sure I have it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure I've got it. Somewhere. I think we need to post that. I'll, in, I'll send a picture group. of the picture on my ID too. It is the picture I took on day one. I have not updated my picture on purpose. <laughs> Every ID I get <laughs> has 22 year old me on it. Um, but I went and it was great. They had buffets and, and the fireworks show was really cool. Oh, let me finish the food part first. They had buffets. Every QSR was open. For free. Shrimp. The big shrimps. Um, the ice cream place in Fantasyland has the best hot fudge sundae. It was so Are we, good. Wait, wait, wait. The Which one, ice cream? The one next to place? Winnie the Pooh. Parlor? I don't know the name of it. I just Wait, wait. The ride sundae. Winnie the Pooh? Mm-hmm. There's an ice cream place right next to it, and then there's a hot dog place next to that. Okay. Friar's Nook. There you go. See? I knew you would know. Yeah. But anyway, we had that. Can, we also, really can we also talk about how you sent me a picture of the shrimp? I did. So, okay. Yeah. So in, in the first buff, the buffet we ate at right after we got to walk down the red carpet, which was amazing. Um, they had this huge basket on ice of shrimp, huge shrimp. Oh, thanks for the Pat McAfee clap, Dave. Um, this no, I was huge, doing something else. Oh, what was that? Oh yeah. <laughs> Easy boss. Don't get me on that tangent. They had this big, um, <laughs> big thing of shrimp. They have them all over the park. They actually, I'll send you the picture. They had a ice sculptures throughout the park that they had set the shrimp on to keep them cold. And one of them was the light cycle in front of Tron. That That's kind cool. of thing. And um, I sent Dave a picture and I said, check these shrimp out. And he said, oh, wow, you're at Tomorrowland Terrace. <laughs> and all you could <laughs> see of this place was the floor, like a piece of the floor. But you could also, I could also see the, the overhang, the buffet little piece. Could you, that they on, use. I got to look at the picture again. Yeah, so it's that yellow and blue overhang. And this last trip I went to Disney, we did the uh, firework pre-dessert party. And so I remember what that buffet looked like. The, you cannot see it. You can see a piece of yellow and purple floor. Okay. Like well, that's literally that's there. the only information you needed. You have a problem and we're doing an intervention. <laughs> and I love it because my Wait. kids like to eat. But um, can, can, can that intervention be held at Magic Kingdom? It sure can. We'll do it right on that spot where the shrimp are. 
Okay. But um, but one of the cool things was they did a fireworks show that was um, basically it was happily ever after. But they they tagged some stuff on the front end to it, a special audio they had recorded. You know, your time in magic you've made and all this stuff. And they did the f- initial fanfare of Fantasy in the Sky, followed by the intro with the single firework to wishes. Make all your and then wishes. led into happily ever after after that. So it was all the firework shows at the Magic Kingdom. Like, if you've been here this long, <laughs> you've right. seen all of these things, you know. <laughs> and so, um, so that was really cool. But um, yeah, all the we we got to do Tron twice. And wait, nothing about Enchantment. <laughs> enchantment, what? Yes, yes, okay. that was the was the one in between wishes and happily ever after. Yes, they did play a, a portion of that. Um, we got to do Jungle Cruise at night, which is a rare treat. I don't often get oh, to do cool. that. Um, so yeah, it was basically like the whole park was open plus buffets and it was all free, which made it great. We were the only people on buzz there for a bit. Cause 20 people, 20 years and, and, and over get in an hour before everybody else. Right. So we had like all of Tomorrowland just basically to ourselves for a while. Cause everybody scattered, you know, so everybody right, split of course. up. And so, um, they have character meet and greets. We saw, um, Nick Wilde and, and Judy hops. Cool. And um, saw Elvis uh, Stitch dressed up as Elvis. Oh, wow. He normally only does that during Halloween. Yeah. So some of the rare ones are out. So it was cool. Yeah. Yeah. Were, were really Jack good. and Sally out? They were. Yes. Oh, so they brought all the Halloween mm-hmm. ones out. Yeah. Cool. So that was good. Yeah. The whole thing was good overall. So do you have your Simba? So I, I have my Simba right here. Right behind you guys me. show it. Hang on. Well, this won't be the clip because, you know, the clip it has to clip. be. I'll still let you see it in there. It is. It's got my name on it just to prove that it's real. Oh, that's <laughs> and nice. And everything. So, yeah. Oh, see, so that's, that's, that's Mufasa. That's Simba. That's Mufasa. It's Simba. It's from the end when he's on Pride Rock. Okay. Yeah, he's got the, he's got the thinner mane. Mufasa was bigger. What's 25? 25 is Tinkerbell. So you got to stay for five more years now. Well, I mean, I hope to stay anyway. Um, let me look, let me look it up. So twenty fifty. Oh, so yeah, I'll build to that. Hang on. So twenty five okay. is Tinkerbell on a spool. Thirty years is Jiminy Cricket on a little burnt down candle on a lampstand. Thirty five is Pinocchio holding an apple. Forty is Donald Duck. So I at least got to hit forty. Right. 45 is Walt on a stool, like sitting on a stool with Mickey in his lap. I would I would need 45. Oh, hang on. So 50, which is something they don't, haven't been able to do for very long. Um, 50 is the Fab Five. I think it's the Fab Five. All They take a picture of you and put it on an easel, and it looks like the Fab Five are painting your picture. So if, to hit 50, you would have to work till you were 73. 72, technically. Do you think you could do it? Uh, <laughs> actually, oh, no, I'm sorry. 50 is Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Okay. And then 55 is the one they just recently had to start doing, which is your picture in the Fab Five, Fab Five yeah. is painting your portrait. So You can't do that. There's no 77, way. I could be president at 77, man. There's no <laughs> I could way be president you could work until you were 77. Why not? Have you ever been to Yacht and Beach Club? I have. Have you ever met the captain that greets you at the door? I have. How old do you reckon he is? That's true. How old was the dude at uh, Grand Flow? Oh, I mean, same kind of thing, right? 
it's but someone who's doing that to make the he to, just did it as a retirement job that's what you do man you're still counting you're still taking yeah, years true. man so so you would stop being it oh and you would yes just... yes when i got that government cheese <laughs> when i get there when I, when I can retire and if I can, if there is a way where you can get all of those benefits and still keep checking time, man, I would stand there and smile at people all day long in an ice cream suit at Grand Floridian. I'd dress like a captain. I'd be the wilderness dude at, at um, Wilderness Lodge if that's what they wanted. Caca, caca. <laughs> the wilderness must be explored. <laughs> anyway, so we were we were coming off a of Tron, and they have added some Star Wars merchandise to the Tron gift shop, and. Um, they First have. off, have you? Why haven't you bought the Tron sign yet? The, the light Tron up sign. Tron sign yet? Light up Tron sign. Let me Google this. I didn't you see that. You don't in the store. know. You don't know. Oh, you didn't know. You better call <laughs> somebody. <laughs> Is this a thing? I, I don't see it on Shop Disney. Yeah, because it, it, it's not. It's only at the parks. I'm shocked you hadn't bought it yet. I sent it. To I you. haven't seen it. I sent you a picture the day Tron opened. It's the Tron, uh, like the marquee sign. on the video game, right? And yeah. and it lights up. You're like, oh my god, does this light up? I Man, said, yes. Let me tell you, they had a sweatshirt that lights up that looks like um, Sam's get up in the yeah. second movie, and uh, it's made out of like this dive suit material. I'm like, make that thing cotton, man. I gotta breathe. I yeah. I can't wear that. I sweat in normal clothes. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> you know? of light up. Do you know what I bought last last Christmas? Not 2023, 2022. What's that? Do you remember when they made the light-up electrical parade sweatshirt that had the <laughs> lights on it? Yes. I bought it. Oh, I have gosh. it. I own Somehow it. Somehow I wear n- it. I'm honestly not surprised by that at all. <laughs> and, and to embarrass my daughters, I turned the lights on. You got to turn them on <laughs> and find Baroque Hoedown yeah. on, your, on your phone. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh my gosh anyway so the star wars stuff that they added they have a spirit jersey hanging in the window and you and i have had some very spirited conversations about spirit jerseys yes we have i found the only one i would wear under a very specific circumstance and i have to share so i'll share my screen and okay. i know everybody can't but i can't can. see this but dave can um I can see. I'm going to share my Chrome. Now his oh, I have to hurry. Oh, my gosh. Shared. I have to hurry. He's singing. All right. So can you see? Ooh, infinity screen. It's like Inception. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Don't wake up. Don't wake up. All right. Is this the I love you? I it know. Is. It's, uh, one is Leia, and it says I love you, and it's sparkly, and it's white. The other one looks like the color of Han Solo's britches, his pants. Right. It's the blue with the red down the arm. And it, it says, says, I, I know. know if Blair was a star Wars fan and she said, I would want these. I would wear it at the same time as her. If she wanted See, okay. me to, that is a very specific circumstance under which I would consider I, that. I will do. This is one where you and I will not agree. I'm a Disney guy through and through. I wear spirit jerseys. I don't care. I will not wear a shirt that matches with my wife through Disney. <laughs> I will not wear matching shirts. But you'll Disney bound with your family. I have. They don't Disney match. They complement each other. The Bible teaches gender role complementarianism, does it not? It does. <laughs> that's, 
That's what I'm talking about. I have. You're yawning. What are you yawning about? Are you okay? Dude, I, I'm working. Holy cow. I, I get to work at 7 a.m. every morning. Oof. So let's wrap this puppy um, up then. But I, I yeah. would, I would wear that with her at the same time. And if I got to say though, if she was like, it's hot, I have to take this off. I would, I, who wants to walk around with a shirt that just says, I know because you know exactly what it means, but they have to go together. They don't have to. I'm not walking around a shirt. shirt with puffy paint, much less one that just says, I know. I would wear it just because Star Wars fans know exactly. You would what wear that it means. by itself, but you wouldn't wear it matching with your wife. You're just being contrarian now. I mean, have you met me? Um, anyway, <laughs> you'll wear quick, a light up shirt though. That's hilarious. Yeah. Anyway, quick topic. Quick topic. We'll talk about. Have you seen the Epic Universe yes, reveal? I have. What are your thoughts? We're getting the Ministry of Magic. <laughs> We're getting 1920s Paris. And the British Ministry of Magic. So I hope they're faithful to the movie version. And they're not like, well, none of that would have... We're creating a brand new experience. And I don't mean anything against Galaxy's Edge. But we're creating a brand new experience. And this is how it would have been in Britain in the 20s. You know, Like, I get that you want to show more than one. I wish they'd have just gone full-on Harry Potter timeline, (laughs) Ministry of Magic type thing. So I hope it's pretty much the same because I want to walk through that building. That green tile and all of that with the fireplaces, I have to walk through that building. And if they don't have it, it will be a little disappointing. Right. What are your thoughts on uh, Nintendo, Super Mario World? Um, What did they say about it? Just they showed a little bit of it. Yeah, they showed the little bit of it. I mean, it's not incredibly different, right? No. We've got that. We've got Universal Monsters. So are we getting Halloween Horror Nights every night? There's got to be at least one. There's got to be at yeah. least one. Uh, by the way, we are making a plan to do Horror Nights this year, right? Yeah. Like we, here, here it is. Are you going to do it? We made a plan last year as well. January 31st. I say you and I mark off your birthday weekend like mm-hmm. we normally do, mm-hmm. and we'll do a guy's trip. Or if I can talk Amanda into going. <laughs> Which, by the way, I still need you to uh. go buy that owl. My wife hates owls. She that would be that little Hedwig that sits on your shoulder. Yeah, she sent me a video last night and said no of Hedwig. <laughs> I immediately went to the the group text that I've got with Adam and Blair and Amanda and myself and yep. said, "Adam, next time you're at Universal, I need you to buy this." <laughs> <laughs> I have to say the the one thing about the concept art I like the most, yeah, is the portals going into each land. That's pretty And cool. I know that they've already put that statue with the wand right. in place. Because we've seen that. I'll be interested to see, though, because, you know, concept art, it always differs, right? But I'll be right. interested to see how much it truly feels like a separate space than where you are. How much are they going to be able to pull off that effect, or is it just this cool, okay, you walk through this narrow thing? And will walking well, through that narrow thing really get crowded? Will it be okay? I'm mean, just interested to see how the whole thing works. Well, think about how crowded you get when you go into Hogsmeade. Yeah, as soon as you go through that brick wall. Right, exactly. It's Well, no, that, no that's Diagon Alley, but yes, that too. Yeah. And so don't we'll say see. Diagon Alley. Diagon Alley. Diagon Alley. Yeah, I have to know what's in the dark universe, though. Like, how far are they going to take that? Right. Are we, going, are we getting Tom Cruise dark universe, or are we getting... Oh, that would be amazing. I love that movie. No, it wouldn't. I, I know you do. I still haven't seen it, but... Anyway. When you watch that, right. I'll, watch, I'll watch Elf. Deal? Deal. I will start watching it tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) 
I love it. It's easy to find Elf streaming. I can't find Dark Universe streaming. The Mummy streaming. Stream. Well, Tom I have Cruise to pay for mummy. it. Um, do you have Hulu? Yeah, I do. There you go. Done. Is it free on the bundle? Uh, it just says Hulu. Okay. Well, I'll check it out. There you go. I will watch that tomorrow after I work. <laughs> All right. So there's our show. Stick around. I no. I we'll talk later. Stick around. We will be doing a posted live reaction of Adam reacting to the Ghostbusters Frozen trailer. It's called Frozen Empire. Frozen Empire. So we'll put that on the group here uh, tonight, more than likely. We might have a spoiler video from this week's show. I don't know. I, I don't know how much free time Adam has. <laughs> He's sitting down. So he Anything's probably has possible. Little, anything's possible these days. I haven't seen Adam sit down in years. <laughs> <laughs> Even on roller coasters, he stands up and they tell him not to, but he does it anyway. <laughs> He does it anyway. I mean, he's that guy on Tron that you saw the video. Right. He, he stands up in that turn. So. All right, y'all. Well, hey, we say it every week. We truly mean that we love you guys, and we love the fact that you follow us on all of our socials, the Unrelated at Birth listener group on Facebook. You've liked and subscribed on all your podcast listening feeds. You've invited your friends. We're still going to try to invite friends and grow the listener group. And for the most part, some of you call the delivery line. Adam, how do they do that? If you know how to dial a phone, you're in. I mean, you've got 90% of the way there. All you need now is the number. 863-345-0088. That's 863-345-0088. Leave a voicemail, and we will play it on the show. 100% of the time, we will play it. Even if you are a computer, we play it. Even if you're trying to send us a fax, it makes its way on the show. <laughs> guys, we, we truly mean it. We love you guys. It's it's the Even if we get two downloads, Kathy and Virgil Russell, we, <laughs> we, we would do this show. We, we love doing this. It, it's not for the clicks. It's not for the views. It's just a creative outlook for us. But it's, it's also the fact that you listen to us blows our minds. It, it truly, we love the little community that we have created here That's over right. three years. Um, every, every download we get, every click we get, every listen, every watch we get, means something to us I, sh- I just want you to know that we say it every week we truly do mean it we love you guys adam take them home yeah thank you again everybody we appreciate it stay tuned again check out our facebook we're going to post a video of my live reaction coming up soon we'll probably mix in some lives we got super bowl stuff going on there's lots of good stuff that we'll be doing coming up so keep an eye on all of our feeds and remember that we love you but not as much as jesus does stay safe out there be kind to one another and we'll see you next time Bye. Next week, actually. Ooh, fancy.